Hello and welcome back to another episode of Female Footy Focus presented to you by Deakin University. Although with plenty of fascinating results from the past weekend, including the Eagles giving the Magpies an almighty scare, Kilsyth prevailing in an epic match of the round against the Panthers and have Mitchum sealed up their final spot in third division with results from the past weekend discuss those results plus all the others once more in the 12th edition of Deakin Uni Female Footy Focus. I'm Josh Ward. Joining me today, it's just a two-man crew for this episode, much like a couple of weeks ago. He's making his return to Female Footy Focus. You would have heard him alongside myself in the Monday recovery a couple of weeks ago and that is Jane Adolf. Jane, great to be alongside you, mate, once more talking about the women's competition in the eastern suburbs. Thanks, Josh. Now it's good to be on board, mate. It's obviously spicing up considering we've only got a fortnight to go until uh, we hit finals fever. So it's good to be back on board and thanks for having me. No problem at all. And yeah, it is starting to heat up in all competitions with finals just around the corner. The last fortnight, these coming up in all competitions. And we here at the EFNL media team uh, couldn't be more excited to see finals action actions we've got the junior finals this week of course but we've yeah it's going to having women senior footy finals as well coming up soon i hate to jinx it but it's going to be very very exciting today but but of course we'll kick it off with our recap of the past round premier division premier a mount evelyn and south croydon the first match i want to talk about it was well last week we picked this as the the match of the round in Premier Women's, in Premier A. And well, whilst it whilst it lived, wasn't as close as the previous two meetings between, well, as I just found out today, the Rovers and the Bulldogs, it was still a very close affair. Mount Evelyn picking up the victory for 6.30 to 2.2.14. Jaden, it was eight points. I believe in one point in their first two meetings, both going to South Croydon, Mount Evelyn are going to be very, very pleased that they picked up the victory this time around. Uh, absolutely, it would be, Josh. No, the tables have turned finally for Mount Evelyn. They've gotten the victory against the Bulldogs. Um, it was a, quite an even game up until uh, the fourth quarter with Mount Evelyn kicking a couple of goals to seal the deal and get that win against the Bulldogs. So, Leading into finals, that could be crucial um, with them sitting in second spot and South Croydon sitting in third spot. Um, that may cement Matt Evelyn's spot in second, but we'll just have to wait and see how the next two weeks goes. Yeah, it's a very interesting two weeks. So Mount Evelyn this week, they they face Vermont at Mount Evelyn Reserve and well, they face the Eastern Devils as well. The only side that East, the Eastern Devils have failed to this year in Premier in Premier A competitions. So an interesting two weeks coming up for South Croydon. They've got the Eastern Devils this week at Cheong Park in the SBL Wolves. Yeah, honestly, I think with this result, South Croydon, there is a little bit of hope left for them, but I'm going to find it a little bit hard from, from my point of view to see them, you know, get up. They, you know, need Mount Evelyn to well, lose at least one of those games or if not both of those contests and well get some percentage and you know against Vermont with the way they're going I, I doubt I'd see them dropping the points to the Eagles and whilst they might lose to Eastern Devils they'll still be confident they can defeat them once more and for South Croydon it's you know they should pick up the win against SBL Wars, but they'll struggle against the Eastern Devils they put up a good fight when we saw them earlier you know, a couple of weeks ago for the NIDOC game, but I think it's going to be hard for South Coin to get that, that double chance as well to get into that second spot. Let's touch on the Vermont and SBL Wolves match at Vermont Recreation Reserve, and it was the Eagles getting back on the winner's list, a 10-point victory for them, 5-7-37 to 4-3-27. Jane, the Eagles... Of Vermont had lost their last two matches. This was against a, a well, a struggling side in SBL Wolves. What confidence does this give them heading into the final fortnight of action? 
they'd be more than happy to 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 come away with the win this round, mate. Um, to be honest, a ten point victor against against the Wolves, they'll take that. Um, that obviously there's no chance of the Wolves making finals, unfortunately. But if they can get a couple of wins before the final series, it may start a, a train of momentum for them, and they could have some success come finals time. So I'm sure Vermont are very happy with that win. And yeah, yeah it was all set up by, well. Well, a strong first and third terms. They scored two goals to none in the first and then two goals once more to just the one behind in the third. So clearly there there might have been a bit of a wind down at the, well, Vermont Recreation Reserve. They took full advantage of it. Catherine Chamberlain kicks two goals. Best on for the Eagles was Madison Da Silveri. has been terrific all season. Maddie Johns as well. Jane, we can't sing enough praises for her is named in the best once more. Claire Bould kicked three of the Wolves' four goals and was named in the best. Best on for them was Gemma Mason. Her, I think that might have been, well, she's she's also eligible for under-18s is Gemma Mason. So a great performance from the youngster uh, into the final match in Premier A and, well, Jane, the the Eastern Devils just continued on their merry way, 143 to 19-point victors over, well, Premier B-side in Baronia. Got to shout out the performance of Shelley Beggs. Nine goals. She's kicked 40 Definitely. this season. That's that's an all-star performance from her, Jaden. It was definitely a sh- uh, she put on a show on um, on Saturday against the Bronya. So they had four multiple uh, goal kickers uh, against Bronya on um, on Saturday, and yeah, begs with nine, just extends her lead as the leading goal kicker with forty. She's actually leading the uh, the division in goal kicking, so I'm sure she's happy to add to the tally. And with two weeks to go, um, I'm not too sure not too sure what the gap is between first and second, but she looks like she's going to be the likely victor. Um, of of the goal kicking award, and you know the fact that Eastern Devils are sitting on top of the ladder quite comfortably, yeah, she'd be more than happy um, to to hopefully add to that tally in the final series too. And that also seals up the the minor premiership for the Eastern Devils. The victory eleven and one. The next best side mount Evelyn Aiden four. So two games remaining there. The minor premiers, which is a great achievement coming across from the Southeast Women's Football League, and yeah, they've done terrifically this season. Been unbeatable bar in one week against Mount Evelyn. And well, Shelley Beggs as well in Premier A in general. She has an eleven goal advantage over Taylor Black of South Croydon in the <laughs> Premier Division combined. Seven goal advantage over Julia Baker from the Basin, who plays in where they play in Premier B. That's just remarkable, isn't it, Jaden? Yeah, it's a great, it's a great, uh, great record, and yeah, I'm sure everyone down at the Eastern Devils are very proud of her performance, especially the fact they came over from a different league and they put on a show all year in the EFL. So congratulations <laughs> to them on the minor premiership. And also, just a question as well: Do you see, you know? Anyone, any possible side defeating the Devils? You know, Mount Evelyn got well, got the victory over them. Sides have gone close to them, like SBL Wolves, and I think well, we say Vermont, but they've defeated them comfortably. Do you see anyone getting close to them? No, nah, not really, mate. Let's be honest. There, they're a standout, and they have been all year. So, even though I said, I think you said South Croydon beat them earlier in the year, but. Um, yeah, I, I really can't see anyone uh, taking a lot, taking a win against the Devils for the remainder of the year, and they'll probably seal the deal with 52 points in two weeks' time. Yeah, I have no doubt. I, it's well, they could still lose against against Mount Evelyn, but I, I don't think they're going to lose their last two matches. There's going to be a fire in the belly to you know only lose the one game this season, and they'll want yeah. But if they do. It, if they do drop one, Josh, sorry, mate, if they do yeah. drop one, it, it, it may work in their hands because, you know, you see all these really successful teams in leading into finals and they, they win them all and then come the end of the year, the last game of the year, the grand final, when it matters, they, they do lose it. So a loss may yeah. help them. Who knows? Yeah, and I think, yeah, they might have helped a couple of weeks ago when they lost to Mount Evelyn, but who knows? Yeah, it might help in a couple of weeks' time against, the, yeah, like, a side like Mount Evelyn or a South Croydon. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing them lose. That I, I have no doubt they probably wouldn't mind losing. Yeah, like you said, they'll 
hell had a bit of hell. It'd be good to, you know, potentially get that losing feeling. They wouldn't want to have that feeling anymore. But yeah, they're just on a hot streak and would want to continue that momentum. Also, Beggs was named best on. Sophie Bolding kicks four goals. Ashley Allsop with three and Sarah McNamara with two. So Allsop has 15 goals this season. Bolding has nine in 10 games. Into Premier B we go and... Some very interesting results, two very close games. Whitehorse Pioneers and the Basin first up at Springfield Park, or as it's affectionately known here on Female Footy Focus, or by myself, the D. Uh, well, it was a bit of a scrap. It was a bit of a scrap out at, the, out at Springy Park. But the Basin, thanks to a strong final, qu- final quarter, two goals to just the three behind, take the four points uh it's their first victory of the season against Whitehorse. Jaden, does that come as, as a bit of a, a shock to you given you know whilst they're sitting third they've been one of the better sides this season are you surprised it took this long for them to get a first victory of the season against the pioneers well this late into the season I'm sure a lot of people didn't see it coming, but it's definitely come at the right time for the Bears, beating the Pioneers at Springy Park on Saturday. Um, 13-point victory. They'll take that. And you never know, because the gap on the ladder too, Josh, Whitehorse are only four points ahead of them on the ladder. So mm. if the Basin get on a little, little bit of a run over the next couple of weeks, this could change it all leading into the finals. And the Basin may be able to pinch that double chance from them. Yeah, and just on that as well, Whitehorse Pioneers, they face they face... Donval this week, who it's a first versus second battle once more, but Donval have had that number in both occasions, and I have a feeling it'll be a similar story, or who knows, they could pick up a victory like they did last time, but yeah, they could leapfrog them, and they have a healthier percentage, uh, they could leapfrog them into third, into second place and get that double chance. The the Basin face the two, well, fourth and fifth, Baronia, the old arch rivals, and Fern. Furniture Gully, that Furniture Gully is at home at well, the Twilight Time slot, which we'll t- touch on, I think, next week as well. But yeah, it's they do have a big opportunity now. Do you reckon they'll leapfrog them into second? Yeah, I reckon they will. I've got I've got a little bit of hope in the Bears here, considering they've beaten them um, for the first time this year. I'm pretty sure we said before. Yep. Um. So yeah, and the fact that they've got a better percentage as well, Josh. I, I, I'm I'm hoping. That um, you never know. It could could come down could come down to the last round as well. So, and it could end up being a matter of percentage, as you said. So it's going to be an exciting next couple of weeks for the people involved with the Premier B teams, Whitehorse and uh, the Basin. Definitely will be, and I, I'm yeah, I'm very excited to see how it all pans out. And I reckon just you know, the Basin are only the just because their previous two games they faced you know Premier A sides and. and Obviously, Premier B sides and Premier A sides have struggled. So I genuinely think, yeah, that they're probably one of the better sides in the competition, if not the best side. But the side that looks set to to win the minor premiership, Domval, well, they faced the bottom side, the battle of top versus bottom, and they got given an almighty scare a five-point <laughs> victory for the Magpies, eight eight fifty six to eight three fifty one. Oh, that's an enthralling game, and then some, Jaden. Uh, no, no, it definitely definitely is. They uh, had a little bit of a scare, especially the fact that Fletch Gully haven't won a game all year, and Donvale would have been going into this game quite confident. But it was pretty much it was pretty even all day. It was within a couple of goals all day, besides half time, um, and then obviously Fernchigali kicked a couple of goals on them in that third quarter, um, and then came in to the fourth quarter and kicked a couple to to go over the top of them. So a five point victory. They'd be a little bit worried leading into the next couple of weeks, um, considering they're playing higher position teams, um, and I'm sure the teams around them are quite excited to see how they go against Don Vale, considering considering this result. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's quite a shock to be honest when when we were talking about this um, off air, and um, yeah, the next couple of weeks could really, really see. And I'd love to see French Gully get a win, to be honest. Um, no. And the fact that they've played so well against the top team, they could potentially get a win against one of these other teams in the division, oh. which would be pretty cool. Oh, they've got some challenges: SBL Wolves and the Basin, 
Against SBL Wolves, I, I consider them a chance. The Basin, uh, not so much down at the Bear Cave too. But how much from these last couple of weeks, you know, eight-point loss to the Pioneers, a five-point loss to the Magpies here, how much are they going to take out of losing these two games by, you know, a combined 13 points and, and against the top two sides as well? I'm sure it gives them a glimmer of hope considering, um, you know, we've only got two weeks to go, but it surely gives them a glimmer of hope coming up against, um, you said, uh, the Basin and SBL Wolves in the next couple of weeks. And plus, they do get relegated if they, when they finish on, or they're going to finish on the bottom, so they will get relegated, won't they, Josh? So, yeah, going into next year in Division 1, I'm sure they'll be somewhat hopeful they can get a couple of wins on the board and be somewhat competitive next year, which would be good to see. Um, but no, I'm sure the fact that they've, you know, the last two weeks within a, within a kick and a bit, of um, two top teams, the, the development, the confidence, you know, mm. the way they go about themselves on the training track would have changed as well. So, yeah, a little bit of confidence goes a long way in this game and Brent Chigali should be very proud of themselves. They definitely should. Abby Bruin also continued a terrific season, been such a star for uh, for the Eagles the last couple of seasons. 13 goals this season now, kicks a bag of three 37 goals combined in the last couple of seasons has been named in the best. Eight times was named best on this week. She's a favourite, for I reckon, for, you know, the gully best and fairest. And it, she could do potentially well even in, well, the best and fairest in Premier or Premier B. Amy McCormack and another great performance from her named in the best and kicks a goal. For Dom Val, Monica Latino, well, she just goes about her business. Four goals, uh, increases the tally to 26 other goal kickers. Wendy mm, Melanie Bertuna, Amelia Van Oostwick and Ta- Taylor DiStazzo. Let's drop down into Division 1 now. And, well, all the results really went as expected. Jaden uh, Park Orchard's a comfortable, uh, I think, 93-point victory over the Redbacks, 16-12, Yeah, just regular one-of-the-mill stuff for the Sharks, Jaden. Yeah, absolutely. They would have gone into this week being pretty confident of getting the win, and they definitely did that quite convincingly at uh, Domini Reserve. Um, they led the day pretty comfortable, started the day pretty comfortably with three goals, four to one behind in the first quarter, and pretty much just kicked away from there. Kept... Kept Ringwood to one goal in the first half, and they're out and scoreless in the second, or scoreless in the last quarter. So, and having four multiple goal kickers um, going into the final series, I'm sure they'd be somewhat confident. And they're sitting pretty comfortable in second position. Um, they're only two games behind Roval, but I can't see Roval dropping a game. So they'll probably stick stick in second position and um, go into finals uh, quite confident now. Well, speaking of Roval, they picked up another victory, but these last well. Two of their last three games, they haven't been as comfortable as, you know, the early, earlier in the season, the previous week. I think they might need some goal-kicking practice, though, Jane. Six goals, 14, <laughs> 50 to 4-2-26. It's a win, but they'll need to straighten up for a massive clash this week. Without a doubt. Um, the fact that, uh, yeah, six goals, 14, I'm sure they wouldn't be like, overly thrilled with that. Churnside were in it in the first half, uh, first quarter, shall I say, only a couple of goals behind. But, um, yeah, considering considering that Roval had been the benchmark all year, Churnside probably conceded to them in, the, in at, at halftime down by five goals. And, yeah, leading into the final series, Roval will have a bit of a strut going on and maybe, maybe go all the way. But Park Orchards could give it to them. What do you reckon, mate? Yeah, I, you know, we've talked about this last couple of weeks. Ryan said that Park Orchards, when they faced them last, uh, you know, they they were struggling for numbers. And I'm hoping this isn't the case this week, but they were also pretty good, just blown away, I think, for one period of it. I reckon they can take up, they can put up a challenge to Roval, especially given the fact it's, and well, what I'd like to call the Shark Tank or Domini Reserve. It's <laughs> it's going to be a massive clash out there. So if you're in the area, I think it's the only game out there at Domini. Get de- get down and watch this mass watch this massive clash. It's after the under 19s as well between it, it, for Park Orchard. So if you're in the area, get down, watch this first versus second match in Premier in. Not the Premier Division, I beg your pardon, First Division. So, yeah, it 
I think it's going to be a very interesting clash. Blackburn and North Ringwood, just regular run of the mill stuff as well for the for North Ringwood, 10 10 70 to 3 6 24. But you know, Shane, Blackburn have had their struggles for the last couple of weeks 24 19 and then 24 again against Beaconsfield. It's good to see them finally hitting the scoreboard. Absolutely, it is. Now, I do remember a few, a couple of months ago when I was covering this podcast with you, they had a couple of uh, games where they struggled to score at all. Um, and it's good to see them hitting the board finally. You know, as as I said before, in regards to uh, Furniture Galley, Blackburn are doing the same. They're developing, they're getting better, they're improving. And I'm sure um, everyone down at Morton Park is happy at the fact that that's happening. Um, even though they haven't had a win this year, um, you know, it's all about the development. And, it's, and I'm sure that. Uh, you know, the last few weeks have been somewhat a bit of a confidence builder, but now this is probably a bit of a dagger in the heart, really, uh, the last result. Yeah, I think, unfortunately for me, they, they have the bye and then ring with the final round at Bourne Park. I, I could give them a little bit of hope, but I, I think, yeah, the season's over for North Ringwood. It wins a win and they take it 10 goals, 10 as well. So pretty st- decent kicking. Uh, Shannon Harris. Kate Ridley and Melissa Gilmore, the leading goal kickers with two each. Best on for them was Sarah Hum. She's put together a, a pretty solid season for the Saints. Dropping down into Division 2 now, Heathmont and Knox. Uh, first versus fifth. It was a, a very interesting, well, I picked this as, we picked this as well. It's not the most bit interesting match, but... It could have gone ugly, but Knox, six goals, 12. Yeah, just a, a little bit of inaccurate kicking for the Falcons, Jaden. Yeah, it definitely was, but I'm sure they were uh, going into quarter time. To, oh, they were going into quarter time two goals up, and they probably didn't expect too much of a challenge from Heathmont, and unfortunately the Jets didn't put up too much of a, too much of a challenge to the Falcons. But the fact that they're sitting Knox, where are they? They're on top comfortably. Mm-hmm. Heath won a fifth, and they have only lost to them by five goals. So I'm not too sure what the previous results were between the two sides. But to go against the top team, and they're sitting in fifth, and they've only lost by five goals, I'm sure Heath won a somewhat happy with that. But they'd be disappointed they they spent two or a quarter and a bit um, uh, scoreless. But, yeah, the Falcons look pretty comfortable in top position, and I'm sure they'll continue on their merry way. I, I, there's a chance they might. You know, not finish in top position. They're, they're still half a game ahead of East Ringwood in one and a half games ahead of Ringwood in second and have the chance to seal it up this week. But it's going to be interesting. Yeah, a win's a win, though. And last time these two met, it was 75 points at AJ Barker Reserve as well. So plenty of improvements for the Jets. They've made plenty of improvements these last couple of weeks, too. So yeah, it's uh, still a win's a win. And well, this match, Kilsyth and Surrey Park, it was rightfully the match of the round in the entire AFNL, and I was glad it was. Fortunately, I, unfortunately, I couldn't make it, but Jared Beanland and Trent Callan were out there covering it, and it was an absolute ripper of a match. Kilsyth winning by one point, five nine thirty nine to five eight. 38. This has got to be close to one of the matches of the season, Jaden. Yeah, no, the fact that it was, there was a goal in it literally the whole day by the third quarter. Um, the biggest margin of the day was nine points from what it looks like here. And yeah, Kilsyth getting the win against Surrey Park. It's uh, <laughs> It would have been pretty cool to watch, to be honest. Um, you know, Surrey Park and Kilsyth sitting third and fourth. So going into the weekend. Um, I didn't actually listen in last week, but I'm sure you guys were calling it the match of the that match of the round, like you said. Um, and now they're sitting on the same amount of points, six and six, 24 points. Surrey Park have a much higher percentage, but how do you reckon the rest of the results will go, mate? Oh, it's going to be interesting. Will it change? It, well, Killside, their last two weeks, they've got Montrose at Montrose and East Ringwood at East Ringwood. Surrey Park, their final two matches. Heathmont at Surrey Park as well, and then Knox away. Both those, both very similar. One hard and one you would think would be run of the mill. I, mm. 
it would it be possible for Killside to leapfrog Surrey into, you know, third? I I don't think, and I'm hoping because you know I, I am a beloved <laughs> Panthers fan that it won't happen. It won't matter. But both these sides they're going to face each other in, in the first week of fi- of finals uh, yeah. with you know I think. Two, three and a half games separating Surrey and East Wingwood in second and third. So, I, 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 I hope I, and I don't think I see Kilsyth leapfrogging the Panthers. It'd be pretty hard to get a victory over East Wingwood, and for Surrey, it'd be hard to get a win over Knox. But they should get the win over Heathbond. So, and I've got some. What do you reckon, actually, Jaden? What do you reckon? Do you reckon the Cougars are a chance? Yeah. To- I think I think I'm going to stick with you, mate. I think I'm going to go with the Panthers. Um, you didn't make it seem like you're overly biased, then. No, <laughs> so, no, no, no. no. I'm with, I'm... <laughs> so I'm with you, mate. I think Sorry Park will stick in third position, even though obviously, as you said, it doesn't change too much. They'll still be playing each other in that first week of finals, and yeah, no, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting finals series, and hopefully that first week of finals can be somewhat similar to what the results were on the weekend. Imagine that. Yeah, it'd be awesome. And just back to the bias point, at least I'm not as biased as Blake Tennant is for his beloved Montrose. <laughs> Talking about them all. I listened the, in and he was a bit, wasn't he? Absolutely t- loves it. Even giving him a plug. T- talks, about, talks about them all the bloody time. Uh, I've got some <laughs> notes as, mal- as well from from Jared Bean- from Jared Beanland, who was out there kindly kindly shot a message early and he gave me some notes. Uh, Nelligen and Ruck for Killsyth kicks the two goals and best on for the Cougars, Chloe and Ness, Paige Hawker was impressed by them. And Gemma Manalopoulos was also impressive from Surrey Park side of things. Kara Oakley-Smith kicks the two goals. She's been pretty impressive this season as well, consistently named in the best I feel. And, you know, kicking goals at times. Uh, Emily Cumming was named best on once more. Jared mentioned her as well. She's just... She's been an absolute star for the Panthers these last couple of years. One of their best and fairest was team of the year in Division 2 in last year. Been named nine times out of 12 in the best set. And the last two seasons combined 16 out of a possible two times named in the best. Th- four best on grounds this season. Just absolutely remarkable from her. Hannah Bain, Hannah Bain and and Dia Good were also impressive. Uh, well, he also was impressed with Surrey Park and taking their chances when they went forward. Kilsyth were a bit more of the, the dominant side uh, on the day, getting more midfield opportunities uh, uh, from Ruck, courtesy of Nelligen. But, you know, uh, Cara Oakley, they had a chance to take the lead late on. Cara Oakley-Smith uh, on the siren as well. She had a running shot on the final siren as well. Just a miss, so a bit of heartbreak for her, but still a great oh. performance. So that would hurt, but I, I still never, a great never a good feeling. It's yeah, I feel sorry Can I for just the mention as well, Josh. I just want to mention the fact that Surrey Park and Kilsyth have actually improved on their results from last year too. So, mm. um, you know, across the board in most of the divisions we've spoken about at the moment, most teams have actually improved on what they've done the previous year. So. Obviously, the EFNL and the, the women's sides are moving in the right direction and they're improving year on year, and it's so good to see. I just wanted to give that bit of a shout-out, Max. Yeah, fair enough. It, it is great to see, particularly Surrey, who only won the one game last year. They've had their struggles, but it's great to see them doing so well. Of course, I am biased, but it really is great to see. Uh, Montrose and East Ring were just, yeah, regular run of the mill. Blakey Tennant as well. He mentioned to me... Right before, right before we were recording the weekend forecast, that Montrose that would be playing a lot of their, a lot of their younger players as well. So, yeah, it's uh, well under eighteen plays even, but yeah, just a, a pretty good victory for East Ringwood over the Tros out at the Coliseum, at the so-called Coliseum that is Montrose Recreation Reserve. <laughs> I thought you were calling it that, there, mate. What's going on there? Uh... He loves to call it the tro- <laughs> he loves to call it the Coliseum, but yeah, Nicola Davidson as well back into the lineup, kicks three goals, and now the leading goal kicker in the women in Division Two, Talia Tiara and Warford, I beg your pardon, with three goals for Montrose is now their leading goal kicker 
I believe, best on for the Kangaroos was Catherine Blackman, best on for the Trows was Alana Zapia. Dropping down into third division now and a couple of, yeah, also regular run-of-the-mill results. Fair Park and Mitchum, bit of an interesting match. The Tigers, though, they added to their finals credentials and, you know, in my opinion, almost locked up a final spot. I hate to jinx it, but Jaden, you know, with this victory, Nutter Wadding went down. We'll touch on that. Well, we'll touch on that result briefly, but with that win, they're now game clear plus percentage in fourth. Is it, it? Do you find it hard to see the Lions getting into the fourth place? And do you see the Tigers uh, get locking in fourth place from this previous game? Yeah, in my opinion, mate, I think the Tigers are locked in for, for finals now, considering that a Wadding have got uh, Troy North next week, who are the top team and have been very, very good all year. I can't really see Nutter Wadding knocking them off. And then I'm, I can't remember who they've got the final week, Nutter Wadding, but yeah, I, I think um, this will be a run of run of losses for these guys, unfortunately, and they won't have a finals berth in what they would have hoped. Have a, they would have liked to have a final first, but I don't think it'll be happening down at Kunung Reserve. And yeah, it's a little bit unfortunate, but the Tigers um, put up put up a great game over the weekend against Mitchum. Uh, sorry, against uh, Fair Park. My apologies. And yeah, no, I think that awarding are, are done for the year, which is unfortunate. Uh, start of the season came into the it, it, as a bit of an unknown, but yeah, I think we'd all didn't think they'd do this well but it's just terrific to see given it's such a, a struggling club in in the men's competition to see their women's push it's great to see they've got Croydon North Emlock and Fair Park their last two games Mitchum got a big clash against Coldstream and East Burl at the last two weeks so you know it, it'd be hard given they do face Croydon North but Still a possibility, especially if they can get that percentage up against the, their fellow Lions from Fair Park that we'll chat with Reese Thomas, Mitchum senior women's coach, a little later on about what he thinks of their season so far and, you know, what he hopes to achieve these, these last couple of weeks and a little bit about the game. But, yeah, the game was just a little bit of a scrap. Mitchum inaccurate kicking helped it be a bit closer, but... Yeah, still pretty good win. They were helped by a three, a four goal of run to one third quarter in the Premiership quarter. And yeah, still plenty to take out for the Lions. But yeah, they've had their struggles this season. Just all about rebuilding. Not a Wadding in East Burwood. Uh, yeah, they've... For East Burwood, though, they they haven't won comfortably the last couple of weeks. But, you know, still a, a win's a win. Sarah Jones has put together a pretty good season though Jane five goals this week 30 goals in 10 games couldn't have asked for more from her no nah, she's definitely been consistent this year and yeah, getting to 30 goals in round 10 of the year is quite extraordinary getting an average of uh, three goals a, a game which is very very good within this division and they're sitting currently in in second so I'm sure they'll be somewhat competitive come finals time and they're their uh, second spot is, is locked away too. So they'll be happy to just get these next couple of weeks over and done with and look forward to the final series. And having players like Jones can definitely help them um, in, in, in the finals. So, yeah, not a convincing win, but they'll take what they can get. Yeah, and does lock up that double chance as well. There's still a little bit of hope that get, they can get the minor premiership as well. But with the way Croydon North M Lock are going, and, with it, and let's just touch on that game, 61 point victors, 12-9-81 to 3-2-20 over Moorbach. Gabriel Zapier kicks nine of those goals. 49 goals in 11 games <laughs> this season, Jaden. Have you, you know, there's Lee Kempton in the men's who's kicked 94 goals in pretty much every game this season. We've got Gabriel Zapier here. Have you ever seen a more dominant season from a women's footballer? No, not 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 uh, not in comparison to this, not at all. And um, she should be extremely proud, and I'm sure everyone down at Croydon North are extremely proud of her efforts this year. Um, that is an absolutely amazing tally, as you said, eleven games, forty nine goals, and adding nine. Yeah, onto her tally, making it forty nine over the weekend was extraordinary, and she definitely helped her team get a comfortable win over. Uh, the Mustangs and 
it was it was probably a game where they expected to go in and and absolutely pump them. They definitely did that. And having a player like Zapier um, going into finals, like Jones and East Burwood, can be uh, probably detrimental to how they go. So, yeah, no, nah, congratulations to her on an absolutely cracking season so far. And I'm sure she'll add to that tally over the next couple of weeks too. Yeah, and I think she'll definitely get past the 50 mark this week against Nada Wadding, I reckon. But yeah, it's so impressive to see. She kicked 16 goals in nine games last season. She was outshone by Hayley Stokes, who's now at the bait. But now she's gone to shine. She's only kicked less than three goals in one game, and that was against East Burwood. Just that is just remarkable. She's, she's she's five in the first round, three from round three onwards, three, four, seven, five, six, three for three consecutive weeks, and then nine here. It's otherworldly, I'd say. It's it's extraordinary. No, no women could, you know, I reckon, achieve that fate. Maybe Shelley begs, but it's just extraordinary. SBL into Division 4 now, actually, I should say. A couple of not-so-surprising results. SBL Wolves Teal going down to Vermont Gold. A bit of a scrap, to say the least there, Jaden. Yeah, no, it definitely was down at Vermont. Um, just played at Vermont. No, it was. Yeah, it was played as a SBL Wolves home game. But no, nah, it was it was definitely uh, definitely something that the, the Wolves saw coming. I think. But the fact that they only kept Vermont to three goals six throughout the whole day and scores in the last turn, there's a couple of positives to go from it. Um, I can actually see a, a recognisable name there, familiar name, uh, Nicola Junginger, a person I went to school with, kicking the one goal and getting second best on. So. Congratulations to them. And looking into finals now, they're sitting second. Um, there isn't going to be oh, – there's no percent – no, sorry, no points here. They're just on percentage. Um, and they look pretty likely to stick stick fat in second position there. So, yeah, you know, congratulations to them on, on a good win. And, yeah, unfortunately, the Wolves haven't been overly successful this year. They're, yeah, they're sitting in fifth. I think that might knock them out of a final spot with – well, the Basin did get thumped to 108 to – eight over Eastern Devils, another regular run in the mill week for the Eastern Devils. It's been remarkable what their their women's this this side, both the reserves and seniors, has been able to do this season, hasn't it, Jaden? Yeah, no, absolutely it has. It's been quite good by them. Um or sorry, not should, should I say quite good. It's been pretty cool to see two teams from the one club. Um but no, this I'm sure they'll take a lot from this year and heading to twenty twenty three with some positivity and a little bit of excitement. Yeah, and South Croydon Red as well against Baronia Gold. A, a bit of a thumping there out of Chong Park. Baronia have had their struggles, their reserve side. But, yeah, it's unfortunate to see, but it's all about development for them for the rest of the season. Hopefully, you know, they can get a couple of, a, a couple of decent scores in these final couple of weeks. But, yeah, just a bit of a rough loss for them. Don't like seeing these sort of results, do you? <laughs> yeah, uh, I know our man Ryan, who, who was a beloved man down at <laughs> down at the well. I'm going to put it this way: the Hawks Nest or Tormor Reserve. His beloved man down there. He probably wouldn't like to see this, but yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Right now, though, our guest this week, as I've mentioned before, is Mitchum Women's Coach Reese Thomas. Chat to him after his Tigers pushed one step closer to finals. Here he is. Now joining us on Deakin Uni Female Footy Focus is Mitchum Senior Women's Coach Reese Thomas with the Tigers on the cusp of a first finals appearance in their first ever season in third division. Reese, thank you for jo- joining us on Female Footy Focus this week, mate. Thanks for having me. So, yeah, off the bat, you know, first season, like, you know, some of the sides coming into, well, third division in particular, there there was a bit of an, an unknown. You know, it's been quite a great season so far. What have you made of it? Um, yeah, it's been a real development in year for a young group. Uh, we're just really still finding out about players' abilities and capabilities. So um, we've got a really good even balance of, of a young group of players that just really are connected and like playing footy together. So it's been a really enjoyable journey so far, but we're only uh, eight months into it, to be honest. So it's um, 
Yeah, early days. So anything's possible, I suppose. Did you think heading into the season, you know, we chatted in pre-season, I, I felt like you didn't have too much expectations. You said, yeah, it was pretty much just a season of development. Did you feel like start of the season, your side would be in this position, you know, sitting in fourth, a game ahead with, with two rounds to go? Um, well, to be honest, my... My goals personally were just to win more games than we lose. Uh, and that's all I really wanted to achieve. I just wanted to create good players as well as good people. And we seem to be doing that okay at the moment. Um, losing our captain in the first uh, practice match has really challenged us a lot because we've had other players had to step up into those roles, uh, especially on field and off field. So. Um, Jess has still been uh, amazing off-field as a assistant coach with uh, Jim and myself. But, um, yeah, we, we, we do miss having her on ground. But the girls have adjusted really well. And um, I think each each week's a challenge um, to just keep moving forward no matter what. Yeah, and there's been plenty of stars for, for you girls this season, you know, off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, I think uh, in the team of the week, I think, Someone said we've had like eight players so yeah, far. Yeah, that is quite a lot. I, I haven't really noticed it, but I do notice you've had quite a bit. Have there been any, you know, in, in your eyes that, that have stood out to you this season? Oh, I think um, week in, week out, there's different people who step up. Um, you know, we've had some go down with injuries too who are just ripping players, which uh, has really had given opportunities to others to step into roles they wouldn't normally play and when they do um yeah they they, they do a great job so i just think i've really really reinforced that it's just not one person's role to carry the team but it's a team that, that moves everyone forward and just having everyone connected together um yeah really gives that balance i think of uh you know we've got like i think about six or eight people uh, girls who've never played before plus we've got a mix of uh girls that are quite experienced so it's just a balance all around i believe yeah and the last couple of weeks as well you know you you got comfortably defeated against what was the benchmark of what's the benchmark of the the competition in Croydon north Denmark, but the two yeah. impressive wins as well against mother wadding in a very close affair and and fair part yeah. Well, to be honest, way, like North Croydon, they've been together, from what I understand, for four seasons. So yeah. um, when you're together that long, um, yeah, of course you're going to have um, a, a lot more depth and um, understanding of each, how each other plays and how many more training sessions together to learn structures and balance of the team and things like that. So, yeah, they are the benchmark team. But, um, yeah, look, you know... We, we, I haven't like uh, gone into those two games thinking that you know I'll tag this player, tag that player. So you know, I just sort of, I think it's in footy you learn three things with it when you play. It's wins, losses, and lessons. And we're learning, we are learning every week. And even uh, in the last two weeks, you know, no, the were a very was a very physical game. Um, and the girls were, were just what I found over the season. They've, be, they've become very resilient. And uh, and they're a very fair team. They're um, yeah. I'm very I'm, I'm in awe of some some of the efforts that they, the girls put together each week and uh, what they bring. They, they've got some great energy. Definitely. And the last two weeks, you, you're facing sides in the top four. Coldstream this week as well. I'll touch on that game later. Yeah. And East Burwood. You know, East Burwood. They were the benchmark early on. They they've started yeah. to slow down, but they're still doing pretty well. And yeah. You know, stream have been up and down this season. What do you hope to yeah. take out of those games, particularly against East Burwood? Well, um, well, East Burwood, you know, they're a challenge too. I think we lost uh, not a great deal to them at their ground mm. early season. Um, so I think that'll be a good challenge to, to go against one of the top sides to finish off as you potentially may make the finals. Um, we're, we're not guaranteed to make it yet, so... We're not thinking any other, any further than this Saturday. And last time we played Colstrom, we beat him by 57 points. So that's uh, not that I'm thinking that's going to be uh, the case this week. I think this week is it could be a totally different scenario. So we've just got to go in with um, 
you know, don't underestimate anybody. Um, put our best team on the field and have the right energy and, um, yeah, just uh, play our game. And I think uh, we, well, fingers crossed, we'll be okay. But who knows until Saturday afternoon. Yeah, well, Coldstream, well, their last game they got comfortably defeated by, by Croy North. Uh, they've had a couple of impressive weeks, you know, since since that game. So, uh, yeah, what do you reckon will be the key areas that get you guys the win? On Saturday? On Saturday, yeah. Mm, uh, I just think we stick to our game style. Um, yeah, we, we just back each other and share the load. I just don't think uh, it's up to one or two players to, to do the job here. And I think we've played players in multiple positions all year, so we can just slide someone anywhere and anywhere, and they just slide into that role and, and play their part for the team. It's it's a team effort. It's not someone. It's a team game. It's not someone's you know role to do on their own. So I think if we uh, play a team game together and you know we back ourselves and our efforts, I think we'll be okay. But fingers crossed. We we just don't know what Coldstream's going to bring there very tough side and I respect the way they go about their footy. They're tough at the player and they're tough at the ball. And, um, yeah, I'm sure they'll bring that style to us again at home on Saturday. But um, yeah, there's a lot at stake, so I think there's a lot for each team to play for. Yeah, and I'm not too sure if you know this, but this match, it will be another women's match of the round for you guys. We Went trekked out there earlier in the year for the game against the first game against Nutterwading. We're trekking out yeah. once more to Walker Park. So hopefully yeah. there'll be plenty more eyes on that as well. It's definitely a very interesting matchup out at Walker Park. Well, Reese, thank you so much for your time on on Fair sure. Half Footy Focus, and yeah, good luck for the final two weeks and possibly finals as well. Yeah, fingers crossed. We're uh, we're hoping, but not looking that far ahead yet. Just this Saturday is the focus right now. So, yeah, we'll see how we go. Wonderful chat there with Reese Thomas. Great to get his insight on the Tiger women's program and how much it's grown throughout the season. And it's also pretty scary to think that it's still developing into a pretty strong program down there as well. Um, and, yeah, must be pretty good culture down at the Diana. Well, the MCG of the East, you know, both sides both the men's and women's, senior women's and senior men's in finals positions. They're flying high at the moment. Uh, uh, well, pretty much every side. This will look at the coming weekend of action in the women's competition. As we set off the top, the final fortnight of action, which is great to see. In Premier A, there's only the two matches, uh, South Croydon and the Eastern Devils out of Chong Park. Uh, a very intriguing duel. It was, well, there was only one quarter. That was pretty much the difference last time these two met in the what was the match of the the round out at Mullah Mullah Reserve in Night or Quake. It'll be interesting to see if South Croydon can pull together a four-quarter performance against the top side, the Eastern Devils. The other match, Mount Evelyn and Vermont at Mount Evelyn Reserve. Both those matches will kick off at 22-11. In fact, all Premier matches will kick off at 22-11. Into Premier B. Domval Whitehorse Pioneers, first versus second Domval, but their number all year on the Pioneers. Can they continue to get wins over the Pioneers or can Whitehorse do what the Basin did to them last week and get their first victory over the Magpies? Oh, no. oh we love this local rivalry out here in the EFNL <laughs> media team. Baronia versus the Basin, this time at Tormore Reserve. It is always ferocious, no matter which competition, whether that be senior men's reserves, juniors even in the women's competition as well. They've already faced each other two times this year. Both are split, so it'll be a very interesting match at Tormore Reserve. Virtual Gully and SBL Wolves, the crossover match between Premier A and B at Wally 2 Reserve. The two strugglers, both their respective divisions, chance to get a victory on the board for both sides. Jaden, which fixture stands out to you the most in either Premier A or Premier B? Um, I I reckon the the first match of the the, the round that we met, that you mentioned, mate, was South Croydon and Eastern Devils. That'll be an absolute cracker. Um, and obviously, as you said, there's a lot of hype around Baronia and the Basin. No matter what 
uh, type of football they're playing, and I'm sure that'll be a good game too. So those two games are standouts for me. Um, and looking at the looking at the ladder in Premier B, based on a third, Bronya a fourth. So, and Bronya are a couple of games behind them. So I'm looking forward to seeing that one probably out of every game there more than anyone. Yeah, I'm v- very excited by that. Donval Whitehorse Pioneers, uh, like I said, Donval have had the Pioneers numbers on both occasions, comfortable victories, but a chance for, yeah, the Pioneers who look to get back on the winner's list. Fentry Gully and SBL Wolves could be interesting, but yeah, unfortunately, usually the Premier A and Premier B crossover matches can be struggles, but hopefully it isn't into first division. It's the struggling Blackburn who have the bye this week. Beaconsfield and Churnside Park, the only 10:40 match in First Division this weekend. A massive matchup, which will have implications for who will finish in that fourth spot. Cannot wait to see how that one pans out at home park. But this match, or this next match, it's even bigger <laughs> than that match. Park Orchards versus Roville, first versus second once more at the Shark Tank Dominé Reserve. And then we've got the Ringwood Derby too. Ringwood, the Redbacks versus the Saints of North Ringwood at Jubilee Park. Both the top of the table clash and the Ringwood Derby kick off at half past 12. Jane, which fixture out of those three, enthralling ones to say the least, stand out to you the most? They are some absolute crackers, my friend. Um, <laughs> I, I'm really torn between those top two games, to be honest. Beaconsfield and Churnside Park, obviously there's a lot on the line there. At uh, home park reserve on Saturday morning, and then obviously the the top of the table clash at Dominey. That should be an absolute cracker too. I'm torn between those two, but I look forward probably a little bit more, smidget more um, for the Beaconsfield Churnside game, just because there's a a lot riding on it for that final spot. So bring it on, bring it on, Josh. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I'm looking forward to it too. Down at down at well. I'm going to pick this nickname once more, the Eagles Nest as well. It's going to be a massive matchup. Whoever wins, I reckon, whilst Ringwood still have a chance, I, I honestly, I think whoever wins that, they'll they'll finish in fourth place. The following week, though, you never know. Beaconsfield do face North Ringwood, which is a bit of a challenge. Churnside Park, they, fa- they face Park Orchards. So... It, uh, I think, I think whoever wins this, fact, I think whoever wins this, yeah, fourth it spot. It could is go seven. down to the last day. You don't know. That's, oh, you uh, never know. Gonna be, this is this is going to be good. Oh, this, this is, is really this good. is great for the uh, for the media team. It's going to be. Absolutely. We live for this stuff. We do live for this stuff. And also, it was a draw the last time these two met. So, <laughs> oh wow, oh, it's going to be the storyline. Oh, it's. It's going to be a juicy one at home park. Into second division, another massive top of the table clash. This time at Knox Gardens Reserve, Knox versus East Ringwood. The Roos knocked over Knox last time, but Knox are back at home as well. So it's going to be a massive matchup out there. Montrose and Kilsyth, uh, a struggler against the side that's already finishing, already locked in for finals, much like the next game, Surrey Park and Heathmont. Surrey Park and Heathmont at the Panther Pit, Surrey Park, Montrose and Kilsyth at the Coliseum, a.k.a. Montrose Recreation Reserve. Uh, all three matches will kick off at 10.40. Jaden, I'm assuming it's going to be the top-of-the-table clash that stands out to you in second division. Yeah, without a doubt, Josh. Nah, Knox versus East Ringwood will be an absolute belter. Down at, uh, what they call the fourth, when I was once involved at Knox, the fourth. That will be uh, that'll be that'll be a really good game to watch. Top of the table. They've only got a game and a half between the two sides. So, um, depending how the results go, um, if I'm looking at the ladder correctly, Knox are only six points above them, as I said. So East Ringwood, if they do knock them off, could still finish in that top spot. But we'll have to just wait and see, mate. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. And as I said, Knox did, I think about East Ringwood did win last time. Knox won their first meeting at Knox Garden Reserve. It's going to be an absolute ripper, though. East Ringwood have made plenty of improvements. And yeah, uh, it's going to be an absolute ripper. If you're around the area of Knox, get on down to Knox Who's Garden. Who's your tip there, mate? Oh, I think East Ringwood. <laughs> they're, yeah, you reckon? They're by mm. far the better. They're the better side, as I reckon. 
they've been the better side for the last couple of weeks. Whilst Knox have been good, I think yeah, I'm back in. I'm back in the roost to get the win here. It, it's still going to be a very interesting matchup. It's also a triple header as well with the men's t- sides of Knox who face Mulgrave in second division uh, into third division. Not a whole lot of interesting, one very interesting matchup, but the other two could be interesting, but might not be. Moorbach have the bye. East Burwood and Fair Park at East Burwood Reserve. That second versus second last, a uh, bit of a chance for East Burwood to, to find some form and get some percentage, but chance for Fair Park to be competitive. Croydon North Emlock and Nutter Wadding, that's a Kunung Reserve, I think mainly because... The senior men's side are also playing their Nutterwadding Croydon North Mlock in fourth division at Kunong Reserve. So that'll be a triple header with them once more. They did that earlier in the year and they're doing it here, which is great to see. Now this match, it's the match of the round, a massive match. Mitchum versus Coldstream at the MCG of the East. We're heading back out there, Jane, to Walker Park. That will kick off at 10.40. Uh what match stands out to you the most in the division there? I'm going to have to go with the media team, my friend, and say that the, the game at Walker Park on the weekend uh, will be an absolute belter. There's, um, you know, third versus fourth, I'm pretty sure it is. So um, mm. it's going to be it's going to be an absolute cracker. I'm really looking forward to tuning in to the broadcast there. Very excited. I'll definitely try my best to tune in to the broadcast as well. Yeah, he's third versus fourth. If Mitchum do win, they'll leapfrog Coldstream into third. They do have that superior percentage. It could all, it looks, well, it also will be potentially an elimination final preview as well. So if you're not doing too much on Saturday morning, watch it on the live sh- stream at, of course, on the Eastern Foot EFNL Facebook and YouTube pages or if you're around the area as well get on down to walker park and witness this massive clash between the tigers and the and the cougars definitely very excited to see it uh into into fourth division as well uh south Korean red and the basin green at chong park that's i believe a double header with the women's South Croydon side who when they face Eastern Devils at Chong Park it kicks off at 8.50. Vermont Gold and Eastern Devils Black is also out at Vermont Recreation Reserve. That has the earlier kickoff of 8.50 and it might be triple header as well with, yeah, the senior men's, well, the under-19s and senior men's side of Vermont who face Berwick and Park Orchards. And SBR Wolves Teal versus Baronia Gold, two of the strugglers in fourth in fourth division facing off at Belgrave South Recreation. Reserve SBR Wolves Teal have won their their previous two meetings, but chance for Baronia, the reserve side to be competitive. Vermont Gold and Eastern Devils Black, I should add, is also a first versus second clash. So very interesting one. Jane, any fixture there that stands out to you? It is a bit of a tricky one to call now, uh, to be honest, Josh. First versus second, third versus fourth, and fifth versus sixth. So I'm going to go with the first versus second game at Vermont Recreation Reserve um, at 8.50. That should be a, a somewhat uh, entertaining game, considering there's only, a, I think, a game between them, if there was points. So, yeah. Well, no, two games between them, shall I say. So it should be pretty good, and Vermont have a game in hand as well. So that should be a thrilling contest down at uh, Vermont. Bring that on. Yeah, that would be very interesting. Ten winning percentage points as well. They're separated by, but and they both have a percentage of above five hundred percent as well. So, I reckon we're going to be in for a pretty interesting contest. I think Eastern Devils though have won both occasions. Maybe Vermont won once. Yeah, Vermont didn't win one game earlier in the season, and and Eastern Devils as well won their first meeting uh this time it's out of vermont recreation reserve so the tables have have slightly turned and a chance for vermont to you know cause a bit of an upset i think yeah south uh, the other two don't really they don't strike me as you know the most interesting but third versus fourth fifth versus sixth is also interesting i'm hoping for a more competitive performance from baronia as well hoping for them to get at least maybe a goal or two well 
that pretty much does us for this week's edition of female footy focus Jaden, we've done well for just the two of us once more been an absolute pleasure to be alongside you my friend thanks josh now we've held up the fort pretty well mates um it's been good fun and a bit of banter and a bit of a laugh here and there so <laughs> it's always good to di- dissect the the previous games the week before and the, the games looking forward so always good to be in your company enjoy the weekend of footy mate yeah you too mate and always a pleasure to be in your company uh, it's it was another great addition as i said and hopefully we can have you back on in future editions as well I'll say this once more. Don't forget to subscribe to the AFNL Podcast Presents page on Spotify and Apple Podcast if you want to keep up to date to the latest episodes of this podcast, plus others such as the Monday Recovery and the Weekend Forecast. For now, though, thank you for tuning in to yet another edition of the Community Female Food Podcast.